0: This is Change Your Mindset Podcast, the podcast that helps change your life by helping change the mindset of the 99% into the 1% mindset. Here's your host, Adrian Gomez. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Change Your Mindset. As always, I'm your host, Adrian Gomez. Men used to be warriors. They used to have pride, respect, loyalty, values, Dignity, they were always self-driven, always had a goal, always aspired to be someone. Unfortunately, nowadays, majority of that is gone. Like I said before in previous podcasts, men are not really men anymore. majority of men are getting weaker and weaker. They get lazy, not self-driven. They have no pride in their own last name. They never try to improve themselves, to get better, to get physically fit, to be the best version of themselves. They no longer have goals. They don't know what it means to sacrifice. They don't know what hard work means anymore. Men nowadays are more into their feelings and are more emotional. They choose to complain, whine, be the victim, and blame others for their failures in life. We went from warriors to unmasculine men. And more men were even more feminine. And now you have people that they call role models, like Drake, who paints his nails, Harry Styles, who dresses like a woman, Bad Bunny, who always dresses as a woman. And this is how far society has gone down. Men decide to not improve anymore. They not decide to be the masculine men they were meant to be. They decide to be on social media and waste their time liking pictures and commenting on women that are pretty much half naked. That don't even know who they are and will never respond to them. That's why things like OnlyFans are so popular for women to make so much money. Because men are weak and have become weak-minded. They don't want to improve anymore. And that's why now more than ever, men are lonely and most men are unfortunately suicidal. But we don't talk about that in today's society. As well as having men playing video games, watching useless content on the internet, watching TV shows, movies, that has nothing to do with them or for them to improve. And men rather chase women instead of working on themselves. To be better people, to be better citizens, to overall be better versions of themselves. Unfortunately, that no longer exists. I'm going to go over periods and war times when men used to be warriors and used to have a role. and used to be respected. And were willing to sacrifice. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about 300 Spartans. 300 men were... Sacrifice their lives to protect their country, their family, and their way of life. They sacrificed it all against a Persian army with 150,000 to 300,000, some say a million, 2.5 million. Unfortunately, there's no exact statistics, but we do know that the Persian army far weighed 300 Spartans. I'm gonna go over how Spartan men were raised, and how they were throughout their society. The Battle of Thermopylae in 480 BC is etched into the Annals of History as one of the most iconic and heroic stands ever made by a small group of warriors. At the heart of this epic battle were 300 Spartans, led by King Leonidas, who faced insurmountable odds to defend the homeland against the Persian Empire. To understand the remarkable courage and resilience, it's essential to delve into the Spartan way of life their rigorous training, and their daily routines. Sparta, a city-state in ancient Greece, was known for its unique social and political structure. The Spartan way of life was centered on the concept of agohi, a rigorous system of training and education that grouped young boys into fearless warriors and devoted citizens. The primary values in Spartan society were discipline, obedience, and unwavering loyalty to the state. This emphasis on unity and self-sacrifice was the foundation upon which 300 Spartans stood. Spartan boys began their training at the tender age of seven, a stark contrast to the childhoods of most other Greeks. The Algohi under the guidance of experienced mentors called Peter aimed to install discipline and physical prowess from a young age. Training included rigorous physical exercises such as running, wrestling, and boxing to develop strength and endurance. A key aspect of the Gogi was the promotion of camaraderie and teamwork among the boys. They lived in barracks and formed close bonds with their fellow trainees, fostering a sense of brotherhood and loyalty that would become vital in battle. As Spartan boys matured, their training intensified, focusing on combat skills and tactics. They learned to handle weapons proficiently with an emphasis on the use of the dory, a spear in the iconic Spartan shield, known as the Hoplin. This training aimed to create a formidable Phoenix, a formation where soldiers form a protective wall of shields and spears, advancing together as an impenetrable unit. Physical fitness was paramount, and Spartans engaged in grueling physical tests, including running long distance, performing gymnastics, and enduring severe hardship to prepare for the harsh realities of warfare. Life for adult Spartans were, as the air, and disciplined. They were required to marry at certain age and maintain a strong physical condition throughout their lives. A typical day for a Spartan involved rigorous physical training in the morning, followed by communal meals with fellow soldiers. Spartans were known for their frugality and were discouraged from indulging in luxuries or extravagant lifestyles. The society placed great importance on self-reliance, and Spartans were expected to produce their own food and necessities. This agrarian aspect of their life was managed by the Helots, a group of enslaved individuals who provided the labor necessary to support the Spartan way of life. The Battle of Thermopylae was a the culmination of the Spartan way of life and their training. In 480 BC, King Leonidas led a small force of 300 Spartans, accompanied by several thousand Greek allies, to hold the pass at Thermopylae against a massive prison army led by King Xerxes. Spartans' disciplined formation and fearless determination allowed them to hold the pass for several days, inflicting heavy casualties on the Persians. Ultimately, the Spartans were betrayed, and the Persians found a way to encircle and overwhelm them. Despite their defeat, the bravery and sacrifice of the 300 Spartans became a symbol of resistance against overwhelming odds and inspired a future generations of warriors. The story of 300 Spartans at Thermopylae is a testament to the remarkable training and the way of life that defines Spartan society. The unwavering discipline, physical prowess, and unbreakable bonds of commodity allow them to face insurmountable odds with courage and honor. The legacy of the Spartans endures as a symbol of heroism and sacrifice, reminding us of the extraordinary feats that can be achieved through dedication and unity in the face of adversity. The next warriors that are well known are samurai. The samurai had a code of honor and busidu. The samurai, a class of warrior nobility in feudal Japan, adhered to a strict code of ethics, an honor known as busidu. Busidu, which translates to the way of the warrior, was not a written code, but a set of principles and unwritten rules that govern the conduct and mindset of a samurai. Central to busidu, was the idea of honor, which played a fundamental role in shaping the samurai's way of life and their actions on and off the battlefield. The key tenets of Bushido are number 1. Rectitude Samurai were expected to uphold moral and ethical principles. They were to act with honesty, fairness, and integrity, making just decisions and standing up for what was right, even in the face of adversity. Number 2. Courage Courage was a paramount virtue for the samurai. They were taught to fearlessly confront danger and death on the battlefield and in life. To die an honorable death was considered more important than living a long life in disgrace. Number three, benevolence. Benevolence encompassed compassion, kindness, and empathy. Samurai were encouraged to show mercy and kindness to those weaker or less fortunate, as strength should be used to protect and help others. Number four, respect. Respect was fundamental in Japanese society, and samurai were expected to show it to their superiors, peers, and even enemies. They had to be courteous and considerate in all interactions. Number five, honesty. Samurai were required to be truthful and sincere in their words and actions. Deceit and dishonesty were seen as shameful and dishonorable. Number six, honor. Perhaps the most central tenet of Busidu (honor) was the driving force behind a samurai's actions. They believed that a stain on their honor was worse than death itself. To maintain their honor they would go to great lengths, even sacrifice their lives when necessary. Number seven, Loyalty. Loyalty to one's lord and master was considered paramount. Samurai swore oaths and fealty. And were expected to serve the lords with unwavering devotion, even to the point of giving their lives in their service. Number eight, self-choice. Summer were trained to maintain emotional control and composure at all times, especially in the face of adversity. Rasc or emotional decisions were frowned upon. Number nine, duty. Summer had a duty to protect and serve their lord, their clan, and their country. This sense of duty often meant they would willingly lay down their lives for these causes. Number 10 Simplicity Samurai were expected to live a simple and assiduary life. Extravagance and indulgence were discouraged, they were seen as distractions from the path of the warrior. The Concept of Honor, Miyu Honor, or Miyu, was the cornerstone of the samurai code. A samurai's honor was their most prized possession, and they would go to great lengths to protect it. To lose honor was to bring shame upon oneself, one's family, and one's ancestors. It was considered far worse than death, and many samurai would commit seppuku, ritual suicide, to restore their honor in the event of a severe transgression. Honor was intertwined with a samurai's reputation and they were keenly aware of how their actions would be perceived by others. A samurai's word was their bond, and they would rather die than break their promises or go back on their commitments. In conclusion, the samurai code of honor, known as Busidu, represented a strict and demanding set of principles that guided the lives and actions of these warrior nobles in feudal Japan. Honor was at the core of their existence, driving them to uphold principles of rectitude, courage, benevolence, and more, even in the face of great adversity or personal sacrifice, the legacy of Busidu continues to be admired and studied today for its emphasis on ethical conduct and the pursuit of personal and collective honor. The next group I'm going to talk about is Americans. During the American Revolutionary War from 1775 to 1783, they estimated that approximately 25,000 American soldiers died during that conflict to secure their nation's freedom from British rule. I'm going to list difficulties that these American men had to go through during that war. First one is lack of training and resources. Many American soldiers were not professional soldiers, but rather volunteers or militia members. They lacked formal military training and discipline. The Continental Army initially formed to fight the British, was poorly equipped and suffered from shortages of weapons, ammunition, and uniforms. Number two, British military superiority. The British Army was one of the world's most powerful military forces at the time. They had well-trained and experienced troops, a strong navy, and access to amply resources. American forces were often outgunned, outnumbered, and outmaneuvered on the battlefield. Number three, logistics and supply issues. Retaining supply chain for the American Army was challenging. Soldiers often went without proper food, clothing, and shelter. The lack of stable currency and adequate transportation further complicated logistics. Number four, weather and terrain. American soldiers had to adapt to various terrains and weather conditions from the freezing winters at Valley Forge to the swamps and forests of the southern campaigns. These factors affected their mobility, health, and overall combat effectiveness. Guerrilla Warfare American forces had to adopt unconventional tactics, including guerrilla warfare, to counter their British regulars. This required a different approach to combat and often meant fighting a hit-and-run war. Number 6. Loyalist opposition. Not all American colonists supported the cause of independence. Loyalists who remained loyal to the British crown presented a threat and led to internal strife in some areas. Number 7. diseases and poor hygiene. Diseases such as smallpox, dysentery, and typhus were rampant in both American and British camps due to unsanitary conditions and lack of medical knowledge. These diseases took a heavy toll on the soldiers, leading to significant casualties. Number 8. Financial Hardships The Continental Congress struggled to finance the war, resulting in inflation and devaluation of the continental currency. Hence the phrase, now worth a continental. Soldiers were often paid in devalued currency, which added to their economic hardships. Number 9. Long campaigns and separation from families. Many soldiers endured long and grueling campaigns, often far from their homes and families, for extended periods. The emotional toll of separation from loved ones was significant. Number 10. Political and Ideological Divisions. The American Revolutionary War was not only a military struggle, but also a political and ideological one. Differences in political views and priorities could lead to tensions and disagreements among American leaders and soldiers. Despite these numerous challenges, American soldiers preserved through determination and resilience the war for American independence ultimately succeeded, leading to the birth of the United States of America and its enduring democratic ideals. The last example I'm going to give of men when they were warriors was during World War II, known as D-Day, on June 6, 1944, during the Allied invasion of Normandy. It is widely estimated that approximately 4,414 Allied troops, including both killed and missing in an action lost their lives on that day. American men stormed the beaches of Normandy on that day, Knowing the majority of them will be killed. Imagine being one of those soldiers, being in the boat while non stop machine guns are being fired at you. Men dying literally right next to you, dying in front of you, and hoping and praying that you survive. And there's no way of going back. The only way is going forward into the fire into the bullets there's no running away you had to go forward that's what these men had to go through that's what these warriors had to go through i'm gonna let you listen to three clips of men that survived that day and what they had to go through and what they seen the uh, machine gun fire and rifle fire that just Went over our heads like a bunch of bees, and I'm talking thousands and thousands of small arms rounds, every minute passing over your head, and uh, occasionally hitting somebody who is uh, next to you. That type of thing. Uh, it, it was. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was two feet away from me. It was not so lucky. The machine gun took his head, held it off, and part of his head. he was crying help me help me and he fell on my feet I couldn't help him. I had no more feet I couldn't even help myself how can I help him I didn't know what to do so I started to pray and I think the prayers calmed him down a little bit but he's on my feet and he's crying help me he's crying mama So I reached down, and I touched his head. I didn't want to die alone. He squeezed my hand, and he died. We are grateful to you. Thank you. Don't take me, and don't say I'm a hero. I'm no hero. I was lucky. I'm here. All the heroes are dead, and I'll never forget them as long as I live. Goodman died. Men paid the ultimate sacrifice. They gave it all for what they believed in. These men were warriors. This is when men were men. Like I said before, unfortunately nowadays society, we are far from that. It scares me now if we ever do go to war with the men that are around now, what would happen? now it's being pushed that men can transgender into women or even identify as women. This is how far we have gone. Men have to be warriors again. There's this famous Japanese saying and it goes, quote, It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. End quote. And to make that quote simple, it goes a warrior in a garden is somebody who is ready for war. Strong and ready, but there is no war. He is simply in a garden. The second part, a gardener in a war, means that somebody is unprepared for war, but is in one and will be a victim. So Those are all meanings and ways you can say that phrase and have definition. But at the end of the day, men have to be prepared, men have to be warriors, No matter what happens. Because like I said, from the beginning of time, men were recreated to be protectors and providers. That's how we were created since the beginning of time. The unfortunate thing is, being a masculine man, just being a man in general, for some reason, society is against you. They don't want men being warriors anymore, like how they used to be. They want men to be more emotional, feminine, weak for some reason but that's not how men were created to be but unfortunately nowadays that's how men are becoming if you're a man listening to this be the best version of yourself physically mentally and financially get away from all these distractions get off social media stop lingering on women that don't even care about you that don't even know you exist focus on yourself improve and get better be a warrior like the examples I gave how men used to be because now more than ever that's what society needs that's what the world needs something ever happens we need men who are warriors to fight back have a goal and go be somebody in this world because like I said before we only get one life we only get one chance at this don't waste it don't be a nobody go be somebody Be the man you were destined to be. Be the warrior you were meant to be. Because a lot of good men sacrificed their lives and died for your freedom and for you to be alive right now. Don't waste it. Don't let their sacrifice go to waste. That's going to be it for this podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast episodes. Really do. Thank you, as always, Patreon member, Play262 for being a Patreon member and helping support this podcast it truly does help. If you want to be a Patreon member, the link is in the description below. If you have any comments, questions, or you have an idea for a future episode, you can do that by being a Patreon member. As always, please subscribe, share, comment, like this podcast. It helps with the algorithm, and it helps this podcast grow more than I can do by myself. and I truly appreciate it. Thank you guys again. And as always, change your mindset to change your life. And men, be warriors again. Don't let this society tear you down. Thank you again. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Change Your Mindset Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for a new episode. As always, change your mindset to change your life.